Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the Internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello there and welcome to the Adoption Chronicles. You're with me, Mick Shepherd, and today I'm joined by Marie Smith. Welcome to the show, Marie. Hi, Mick. Thanks for being on board. Thank you. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. So whereabouts do you sit in the adoption triangle? I'm adoptee. Right. Cool. Um, and where does your adoption story start? Oh, wow. I guess, I guess the day my mum, my adopted mother died. Right. Um, yeah. I was 29 and we just buried my mum. Yeah. And my stepfather took me out the back and gave me the great news that I was adopted. Wow. So you um, had a double shock on the same day. Absolutely, and my third daughter was only five days old, so... Oh, wow. It was, yeah, it was really hard. Yeah, that's... um, And you, obviously after a newborn, your body's coming back to normal, so you've got all the emotions of just recently bearing a child yourself. Yep. That um, would have been something to deal with, I, I imagine. Oh, it was it was really horrific. It it took me years to sort of get my head around it. Um, yeah, really awful. Bad, bad, bad timing. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's um there's a time and a place for everything, isn't there? Um, and I guess he must have thought that then was the time. <laughs> I don't know what he was thinking. But yeah, yeah. Well, some, don't know. Sometimes. Uh, us blokes don't make the best decisions regarding timing, I've got to say. 
Yes, definitely. So, yeah. I guess oh, it's, I I appreciate how how difficult that would have been to to hear straight up. Um, oh, very. Yeah. So, how did you um, compartmentalize it all? How did you come to grips with your new reality? I don't think I did. I think I just shut down. I just, it was just way too much losing my mum and finding yeah. out I was adopted and having a new bub and, yeah, it just shut down. That's, yeah, and that's understandable as well. So I, I would assume then that your first priority was looking after your new bub? Oh, absolutely. Um, it was It was so difficult with just trying to come to terms with it and that was 1990 and... Yep. There wasn't a great deal of information out there and just I couldn't I just couldn't do anything. I started drinking yep. and to numb myself and, and that went on for years. Um yeah, and it was hard because nobody understood. No. Mum was gone and then my stepfather passed. Right. So I went and saw a lot of old my mum's old friends, but everybody played no I don't know nothing about it. Yeah. So really just left in the dark. Yeah, right. So I guess, and even at that time, so if we go back in a time machine to consider what life was like back then, so we're before the internet was of any real value, um, even telephone calls were landlines and communication in long distance was either postal or an STD phone call, which cost an arm and a leg. So communication was not as easy as it is today. Um, no. So I, I assume as well you would have been on a quest to find information, um, but that wouldn't have been really prevalent either. Uh, even at the time, the laws changed as well. Yes, yes, it was really hard. Um, I remember my ex-sister-in-law, because I, I was trying to look for the paper, I was trying to find I knew it must have been true because I'm so tiny and my parents and their son, they're all over six foot. I just cruise in at a five foot and I don't look like anybody. Yeah, right. So it made sense. And then maybe six months down the track, my ex-sister-in-law rang me and said that my mother had entrusted her with my paperwork oh. and she sent it to me from Queensland. Right. And on the paperwork it had my mum's name and all that sort of stuff, but father unknown. Right. So slight dead end there. Yeah. And I got a friend whose sister um, looked into that and sort of like a search angel. Mm-hmm. Um, and she found a few things, but very, very little. And it was quite expensive as well. Mm. So it sort of stopped and I just let it go for a long time. And then um, they brought like the Ancestry DNA and my, my daughters bought me a kit. Okay. About yep. five, six years ago. And we did it and I got it. And... Um, through the ancestor, uh, the electoral roll, we found my mum. Wow! And she's up Central Coast. I okay. had, I had an old, a younger brother and two younger sisters. Right. So 
I decided to write her a letter. Right. Um, and I did. And it, it was, you know, my daughter and my partner helped me write it. So it wasn't sort of intrusive or yep. I didn't ask for anything. I really just wanted medical information and, you know, the name of my father. Yeah. But uh, he refused to acknowledge me. Right. So bit of a blow. That yeah. was hard. Yep. And then I got onto the site with Diane Cuff. Yes. And got a search angel. Yep. And that was last year. And, um, and a big shout out to Diane and all the search angels. Oh, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Bit the bullet and did that. And we found a bit, but because my father has Aboriginal, there is ancestry there. And because of all the mixed marriages and brothers marrying sisters and whatnot, we still can't find my father. So that's oh, right. a year later. I'm right. still still in the dark, unfortunately. Right. But um, yeah, that's where it stands of now okay. on that angle. Yeah. Okay. So, how did you find the whole DNA process? Really interesting. I had um, my youngest daughter actually helps me with it because it, it's so confusing for me. Yeah. Um, but she's been fantastic. She talked to Diane and and the search angel and. Sort of tracked down to, I think, uncles, but still not sure where my father is. Right. So, but I know they're down there somewhere, down there in Gundagai. Yeah, okay. So, I'll just keep pushing ahead. That's all we can do? Absolutely. Like, whether he's still with us or not, it was still nice to know relatives. Yeah. You know, cousins or uncles or aunties or anything. Yeah. Because... I have no one. Yeah. So, so you didn't have you had? Look in the mirror. There's been no contact with anyone at all. No. Right. Nothing. Unfortunately, very disappointing. Yeah. But um, you just got to push on. You know, at first it was really hard. Yeah. But um, you sort of come around. You know, you look at the different angles. I understand. Oh, I did. I actually went looking for my brother. Right. And he had actually passed. He was two years younger than me. Yeah. Um, but we found him in a pauper's grave at Rookwood Cemetery. Yeah, right. So I no idea what happened, none at all. So that was really shocking because how can you bury a child without a, a headstone or something yeah. to say you were here on this earth? Yeah. So, but I found... One sister on Facebook. Yeah, I found a picture of her and a picture of my mum. So that was interesting, but yeah. I don't look like them either. <laughs> right. I was going to say, how was it when you first saw a picture of your birth mother? Shocking. I just thought it was. Yeah, I just thought she's little like me. So obviously, yep. but in looks and that, no, not at all. Yeah. Right. So that that was disappointing. Yeah. Or I, I guess it know, also answers answer. questions for you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I thought about writing her another letter and I thought, mm, I don't know. I'm still playing around with that. Yeah. Was there any response from her at all? Or No, nothing. Nothing right. at all. She had my email, phone number, address, everything. But And I sent it in registered letters, so I know she received it. Right. Okay. Because that was my next thought there. I, I guess, like yourself, you'd be looking for all the different angles that could have got lost in the mail or um, went sent to the wrong address or 
yeah. or something, but that's not the case, obviously. No, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, I guess I just want to go back to the to the to the part where you you, you were told that you were adopted. Obviously, that's later in life, and and most people get told when they're a kid, and we don't have an understanding of what that means until we're a lot older. Um, how long do you reckon it took before the, the reality of, of that situation hit home? Do you reckon? I know there was a lot going on at the time. but um, Ooh, I reckon at least five or six years. Yeah. Took a long time, and then I struggled with it. I had a... I had a big breakdown mm-hmm. and sort of when I come out of that, I just, I think I was just in a different mindset of just, well, you know, this is the way it is. Not much you can do about it. Yeah. Not until later on with the ancestry. And then it was like, okay, we're going to go for it now. We're going to see if we can find some answers. Yeah. And I think answers help. Um so even if they're not the answers that we want, um, it's still answers. It's right. It's something. It's yeah. something when you have nothing. Yeah. You know, you look in the mirror and there's nothing. Yeah. Like when Mum died, my identity it went, it was gone because everything I thought that was mine, history and all that, wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, um, that was really hard. Yeah. Um. Have you, um, I guess, your kids know? Oh, yeah, absolutely. They've been brilliant. They all help. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. Um, they want answers. They want answers too. Yeah. Exactly right. Yeah, because it's their yeah. heritage yeah. as much as it's yours. Absolutely, yeah. For sure. Yeah. So with the DNA testing, did that show you your... How, or I should say, how much of your heritage does it show you? Uh, a lot. Uh, my adoptive parents were European Yugoslav, so I always thought I had the European, but my mother's Irish. Right. And my father's English, and then, of course, the Aboriginal side in there as well. Yeah, right. So that was like, well, that's why I've got olive skin. Yep. Um. She's blonde, blue eyes, fair skin. I'm totally the opposite. I've got dark hair. I've got blue eyes, but I've got dark hair. But I'm tiny like them. Right. Um, I, in my adoption paperwork, both parents are quite short. So, right. Okay. Um, but he's dark, she's light. So mm. I've travelled down his way. Yeah. But it would be nice to just have a photo that you could sort of go, oh, there's my nose. Yeah. Oh, there's my eyes. Yeah. You know? He's got my smile, but I can't. Even with my children, I can't see myself in them because I have nothing to sort of show. Yeah, I'm sure there'd be uh, you in your children in some point. Oh, there is. I just can't see it. <laughs> yeah, but they're all they're all little like me. Yep. But um, yeah, it's just a, it's just been a whirlwind. Yeah. It's... I just love to know the medical side, especially for my grandchildren, because you don't know what's hidden. No, of course. And, yeah, that's that's uh, a reason in particular. 
um, why why people go searching as well, and they might not want to meet uh, or have contact with their birth parents, but the medical side of things is very important. Oh, definitely. I would love to meet my mum. Yeah. You know, I'd love to sit down and meet my sisters, but I don't think they know anything about me at all. I was she, my my mother, birth mother was only 17 when she had me. Right. And raised in an Irish Catholic home in the 60s. That's mm. just a big no-no. Yeah. So everything was hidden. Absolutely. And, and I think back to those times as well, because uh, I was adopted in the early 70s, so things hadn't progressed all that far. No. And, the, you know, the talk was about forced adoption back in those times, but I think the societal pressures was the force rather than any institution putting a force on. I mean, a single mother in the 60s was looked down upon and even their children were... Um, oh, absolutely. You know? So I think circumstances are more to be um, uh, not so much blamed, but the circumstances are the reason why I think so many kids were adopted back in those days. That's only my personal opinion, and it's pretty vanilla. Um, but I think that, uh, yeah, circumstances prevail, don't they? Yeah, Absolutely. No. Well, I believe she was still living at home and my grandfather had sort of sent her away right. and then sort of come back to the family. Oh, you know, she's been on a holiday or whatnot. Mm. Um, yeah, it's hard because I'd like to know, was there a, a relationship between my parents? You, yeah. know, you don't know if it was great. You just, you don't know anything. Yeah, and that's, that's important too because I think to get uh, – not so much closure, but to help the healing process, knowing the circumstances about why we are adopted helps, I think, significantly. Yeah. Um, no, it definitely does. Be because that, I'm sure, would be the biggest and hardest decision for parents to make is to give up their child. And to know the circumstances helps helps us with our healing. Yes. No, it would be very interesting to find out. Yeah. Um, but, as I said, we just keep pushing on and maybe one day, you never know, one door might open and just let me in. Yeah, well, fingers crossed. So mm -hmm. how, are you, how are you now? I'm good now. I've accepted it now, but I'm in my 60s now. Yeah. It all went down when I was 29, so I've had a long time to sort of yeah. brood on it. Yep. Um. But I was so excited when we found mum and I just, yeah, it was just such a shame. I was so crestfallen when I didn't receive anything. But yeah. I've come to terms with that, you know. Yeah. You know, she she's remarried. She may have never told her husband or mm. possibly nobody knows about it. So mm -hmm. it's just a big secret. But I don't feel like I'm a secret and I shouldn't be a secret. Not at all. So, definitely not a secret anymore. No, no, but I thought maybe I'll wait until she passes and then I'll reach out to the sisters. Yeah, I guess anything um, anything is possible, I guess. I think so. You didn't find out until after your mum had passed. No. Um, anything is definitely possible. I think so. You never know. 
Yeah, and I guess when we pop up on other people's um, family tree on the Ancestry pages, because if we do our DNA, we kind of sneak in there somewhere, especially if you've got mm-hmm. an open profile. If they have, if they've done their DNA, they would look at this extra person in there and they go, well, I don't know you, How? Who? what's going on here? And I think that's the other thing as well. I was talking with my daughter and she asked me if I was um, looking to do a DNA to find my birth father. So I've, I've had, I was contacted by my birth mother but not the father. And I said, oh, look, at this stage I'm not necessarily looking the door's not closed. I might make that decision later on. As I was saying that, I realised that if she did her DNA, that same process happens without my knowledge or consent or whatever. And it's not even my consent to give because that's her story. Just like if your kids went searching as well, they could find brothers, sisters, um, cousins, aunties, uncles, and Pandora's box is open with DNA, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, once it's open, you can't close it. No. No. So and- I'm hoping, I'm always hopeful. I sort of, I don't dwell on the earlier years because that was a bad time. And yeah. I think you've got to look forward. You absolutely. Know, the grandkids ask some questions. And yeah. I answer them as best as I can. Yep. Um, so they have that understanding that it's not a dirty little secret. And you, not you at don't all. put it in the cupboard and lock it up and throw away the key. Yeah. My my adoptive parents had a son who was 16 years older than me. Yep. And he knew. Oh, really? Everybody knew but me, yes. Yeah, wow. Everybody knew because when I came out and asked and they're like, oh, yeah, we all knew. And I was mortified. Yeah. I thought, how could you know this sort of information and not tell me? Yeah. I guess, and all I can imagine would be that they wanted to provide as normal, and I use the word normal in inverted commas, um, as possible. Like, yeah. you're, I can only put myself in a position of an adoptive parent, and if you've adopted a child you obviously bring that child into your home and your life with all the love that you would give a born child. And I guess that's a decision. Do you tell the child they're adopted early or do you tell them when they're older or do you not tell them at all? And, yeah, that's... Um, a decision. Mm. And to try and make the right one that's going to fit, mm. I guess... I don't know, it's hard not being in that position myself. I just, after having my children, I could not imagine giving one up for adoption. Yeah. They're just, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and I guess that's, I, I, I definitely feel that. And that's where I go back to the circumstance. And I think every parent that does give up their child would be, of the opinion that they're giving their child a potential better life than what they could give them. Yes. Well, you like to look at it that way. Like, yeah. You know, and I, you know, and I wonder, did my dad know? Yeah, he 
He might not have even known. No, I don't think so. I mm. feel that, that he never knew, um, which makes me think, was it a relationship or other? So Yeah, who knows? No, that's it. And Just and curious. yeah, um, and the circumstances around that, uh, or of your conception, are yes. are important too. However, uh, that could also be something that you might not want to know. Yeah, I'd want to know. I want to know everything, good, bad, and ugly. Yep, fair enough. Because that's who I am. Yeah. Yeah. So. But yeah, I suppose being so young, it, it would have been very difficult for her and yeah. maybe with me writing the letter, it was such a shock after so many years. So, Well, you never yeah. know. She might even reply one day. That would be nice. Yeah, because the shock to her <laughs> system after thinking, oh, okay, I've, um, I've made that decision and I know that at the time there were a lot of... Uh, promises made to birth parents that uh, once the decision's made, um, that's it. You'll you'll you won't have contact. Um, DNA changes everything, as did um, the when the laws changed about contact. And I think that was in the it was either late eighties or early nineties when that changed yeah. in New South Wales, anyway. Okay. And um, yeah, so that that opened the door uh, a fair yes. bit, but it was kicked down and off its hinges when DNA became a lot more prevalent. That's for sure. Oh, absolutely exploded. Yeah. No worries. Um, have you got any advice? So, if you could go back in time and talk to your younger self, or if there's someone who's listening, who's in a potential similar situation at any time throughout your story. Have you got any advice that you could pass on? I would say push ahead, you know, don't feel bad, do the best you can and live your life. Yeah. You know, we are here for such a very short time, it's, it is very difficult to wrap your head around it and sort of come to terms with it, but you're here, you're alive. Absolutely. You know, you have a story. Tell your story, you know. Let everybody know. You never know who you're going to come across or through DNA who you're going to meet. Yep. Um, you know, I look constantly because you never know somebody's going to pop up eventually. Absolutely. So I have the time and the patience. You know, you can't push these things. They do take time. Yep. Um, but, yeah, try and be as happy as you can, really. Don't let it get you down and destroy your life. Yeah. Now, that's some beautiful advice there. Thank you. Um, it's so. been, yeah, an absolute pleasure having you on to tell your story, Marie. Thank you so much, Mick. It's been lovely talking to you. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, we wish you all the best and hopefully you can get some answers, um, whether they're good, bad or indifferent. Oh, look, I'll take them all. I'll roll with the punches now. So you've just got to do the best you can. Be happy. Absolutely. You know, look in the mirror and go, 
Well, you're unique. You know, you're your own person, regardless of what may have happened in the past. Yep. And life is for living. Yeah, it really is. Absolutely. And if, yeah, if we, if we live in the past, we're going to be stuck there. Oh, yes, definitely. And I did for a long time and, yeah, it wasn't good. So onwards and upwards. Absolutely. No, <laughs> really happy that you're in a much better place now. Um, oh, and much better than 29, I can tell you. Yeah, that. absolutely. That I, I don't know if that, that could be a, one of the biggest shocks to anyone's system that uh, you could go through, I reckon. Oh, absolutely. It was just, yeah, I can see it all already just standing out the back and him towering over me and telling me that and just like I walked inside and told my husband, he goes, oh, it's not true. And I sort of looked at him and went, no, it is because it makes sense. Yeah. Just the the things that had happened through my younger years of I remember once I Mum and I had had an argument and I said I was adopted or I wished I was adopted and she went into a rage and I could never understand that. Wow. Until many years later, of course, it was true. Yeah. And before my mum passed, she had an aneurysm on the brain and she was in the hospital and the doctors had come out and said that it was hereditary. And as my brother and I walked out and I said to him, well, I guess we have to get tested. And he goes, you don't. And I sort of looked at him, I thought, oh, you just been a smarty pants. But that rang true years later, of course, it all made sense. Yeah. So, yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's amazing. Mm. Well, um, we wish you all the best for the future, Marie. And, yeah, Thank thanks you. again for coming on. Oh, you're very welcome. And if it helps somebody, then my, my work is done. Absolutely. No, you've done very well. <laughs> and Thank it feels good. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no, it's been lovely. Thank you very much for having me on. No, thanks, Marie. You're welcome. Cheers. All right, bye for now. Bye. Bye. That was Marie Smith telling her story. Um, and, yeah, we wish Marie all the very best for uh, for her future and finding out any more information that, uh, that will help her. And until next time, it's... Bye from now. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.